this time on Matters. We get in a surprisingly deep conversation about friendship, and then we talk about Breaking Bad. <laughs> All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I'm Matt Noss. Across the table from me, my best friend in the whole wide world, it's Matt Rose. What's up, Matty? Oh, not a whole lot. I'll see how many... I'll see how long I can go through this episode without coughing. I don't know. You're editing. Yeah, I know. I'm editing, so it doesn't matter. (coughs) One... (laughs) (laughs) we won't count um matt it's october it is it's october October. the best month it's transmissions tober it is oh man we were just uh talking about uh creep show yes which jen hansen the new 2019 creep show Super happy with how that is turning yeah, out. Yeah, on, on uh, Shudder, the streaming service, the horror streaming service run uh, by uh, AMC Networks. Episode two was last night. We haven't seen it yet because we're recording this before it airs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that's excited. That's exciting. It is. I, it's got a wolf, man. I'm excited. I'm going to Traverse City this weekend. Oh, no way. Why are you going to Traverse City? For my mom's birthday, um... We were like, let's just, let me rewind. Um, This year, right around May, was our next meal. And Catherine's sisters usually watch, okay, let me rewind even further. (laughs) I Uh, was born in 1977. (laughs) I was born in Gross Point, Michigan in 1977. (laughs) Bon Secure Hospital. And lived in Detroit, Michigan. um, So Catherine and I have three dinners a year in Chicago mm-hmm. at a restaurant called Next that rotates its menu every four months. Yes. And they had their second menu this year. We went in May. So that would be the fifth month. So that totally mm-hmm. makes sense. We went in May and Catherine's sisters were not in town. So we didn't have a babysitter. And... We couldn't switch with anybody mm-hmm. because you prepay for the whole experience. Right, 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 right. So it's kind of like an opera ticket. You got to see if you can find anybody to trade with you. And we couldn't. Right. Too much of a pain in the ass. And then we kind of were like, why don't we just ask your mom if she can do it? Mm-hmm. That's Catherine to me. And I was like, well, let's see. So we went and we traveled with my mom. And I didn't think it would be an issue, but it was like, Let's let's see how it's like to travel with my mom, and it went really really well. And cool, she had a good time. We had a good time, and she loves Rosemary and hanging out with Rosemary. So mm-hmm. no problems there. Yeah. So for my mom's birthday, which is in June, we were like, let's take a little weekend getaway mm-hmm. to Traverse City, and let's not make it the summer because the summer is pretty pretty, pretty nuts. Pretty nuts up there. And October's pretty nuts up there. Yeah, but. once you start getting the fall colors, yeah, man. It's I think that a lot of cities on the um the west side of the state just go bananas. Like I'd imagine Frankfurt, Manistee, Traverse City, New Haven, or South Haven, uh, you know, I'd imagine all those those places just get lots of uh foot traffic from the, the colors. Yeah, so we are going this weekend, and it's probably the start. It's a little early in the season. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, we got a, a um, Airbnb 
cool. Everybody has their own bedroom, and it should be fine. We're looking forward to it. We're going to leave Friday morning and uh, head out there. And Very nice. Come back Saturday and just awesome. just have a nice weekend. Yeah. Go to go to North Peak. Go to yeah. Is it right? Right Brain is up there too. I think, I think so. We're, yeah, Catherine and I are going to probably take a dinner and yeah. Um, a lot of good restaurants up there too, man. Oh, that's what I hear. Yeah, I'm excited. So, when was the last time you were in Traverse City? I'll tell you the truth. I can't even remember the last time I was. In oh Traverse man, City. yeah. Then you're I gonna would. have a good time. There's there's some great restaurants up there. I was in Bel Air. I was in Bel Air last year mm-hmm. for a wedding, and that was super nice. We went to Shorts, and that was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't been to the west side of the state in a long time, so. I am very interested in it, and uh, yeah, I know there's a Mario Batali restaurant. Um, I know that he yeah uh, yeah yeah we don't yeah we don't we don't have to talk about uh, that. But, but the restaurant is a separate entity. Uh, yeah, so he he kind of pulled away from from the restaurants that he owned, so we don't have to worry about the you know the implications there. But um, you know there are tons of great restaurants up there, so. Uh, you know, I haven't been up there in a couple of years. My brother lives up there. So, oh, wow. you know, I go up there once in a while. Um, yeah, we it were is hoping, a bit of a drive. We were hoping to get into the resort because it would have been the pool and then yep. all of that. But it just, uh, it was so sold out. We oh, needed, I bet. We would have needed to book it in June mm-hmm. and we didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we booked it like three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, my brother's, well, all my brother's weddings were up there, but... Uh, my brother's second wedding, um, Hope and I stayed at, God, the, like, the park place, I think, which is, like, the the fancy hotel there. Um, it was really nice. I mean, you know, we, we weren't staying in, like, the, the fancy rooms. Uh, we were staying in, like, the, what is your, what is your cheapest room that we can get that's not a closet? Um, well, we have this uh, broom closet. <laughs> I mean, it starts with brooms, so I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was. It, we you have know, this was... broom minus B room. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you oh, have man. a room, and uh, there's another podcast I listen to called Good One, and it's, it's all about jokes. And they they had a few seasons under their belt, so they were playing classic episodes, and they mm-hmm. played the Tignataro Taylor Dane story. Oh God! I don't think I know the Taylor Dane story. It, I, I I will never be able to do Tignataro, so I won't even try. It is a story about how she has a recurring run-in with Taylor Dane. Oh wow! And she continually says the same thing to Taylor Dane. But one of the instances that she does it, she's with her friend Kyle, and Kyle is there and is like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and she goes, "What? It's Taylor Dane." And she goes, oh, yes. <laughs> Why are you so upset? And he's like, because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, no. What does she do? Well, she goes up to Taylor Dane and she says, hi, excuse me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I got to tell you. I got to tell you. I love your voice. <laughs> and that's all she says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it is weaved throughout a 13-minute story. Yeah. And it, it is... Each time more delightful, <laughs> and in that in that it's like part, the aristocrats. It, it is, and in, in that but, moment, but not filthy because she doesn't typically. She is not a filthy comic, yeah. but in that moment, she asked her friend Kyle to film it 
So, oh, God. so people would start believing that yeah, this was that true. She did, yeah. And he does film it, but <laughs> he also was talking during it. Oh, no. So, so you can't hear it. So you can't hear it because he was trying to pretend that he was on speakerphone. So Taylor Dane wouldn't be like, what are you recording? recording yeah. <laughs> so he has this conversation that's like, no, I'm at the chicken cafe. The chicken <laughs> California. <laughs> <laughs> California chicken Calif Cali- chicken California <laughs> and she goes I just love that in that moment he decided to be on the phone with the most difficult person in the world <laughs> that heard the chicken cafe and went nah bro that's not a place <laughs> uh, it's that's so pr- that's pretty funny it's so amazing, and they uh, they had Gilbert on Gilbert Gottfried on oh, no way. to talk about the aristocrats that he did on nine eleven, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that I didn't realize about that because I I don't think about that joke very often, and I don't think about Gilbert Gottfried so often mm-hmm. was the joke that he told before. Oh, it was about people jumping off the Trade Center, I think. Right. Was a 9-11 joke. Oh, yeah. And people were like, too soon. And like, right. it was, I think that he did like a couple jokes and that's what people were were not having it. And that's when he that's did when he like, did. and then a man walks into a room. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does the aristocrats and it goes for like 15 minutes. Yeah. But people fucking lost their minds. Yep. And he, he says that like, he doesn't necessarily remember jokes anymore, per se. Mm-hmm. Like, he just kind of knows what he's going to do while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. But his brain does not think. <laughs> There's no thinking with Gilbert. Gottfried. Yeah, he just, yeah. <laughs> he's like a jellyfish. He, well, he was. He was like, yeah, I got fired for being the Aff- Affleck duck. Oh, for making that uh, tsunami joke. Right. Uh. And he's just like. Perhaps they hadn't seen my career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that a lot of people, you know, they hear the voice, they see him in Problem Child, they hear him as the Affleck duck. They have no idea. Well, Bob Saget. I was just going to say, just like Bob Saget, they see Full House in America's Funniest Home Videos, and they have no idea that he is a disgusting pervert. (laughs) When I think of Full House, of course, I think about the Olsen twins. Mm Mm-hmm. And something that I didn't realize when I was a preteen watching that show. Was that it was two kids and not one? No. Well, I did know that, my friend. Uh, no. the I seriously, for the first couple of years that show was on, it's not like I watched it, but I would, you know, like it would be on in the background and I would see the Cut um, it out, credits. Matt. We all know. God damn it. Anyway, I thought that her name was Mary Kate Ashley Olsen. <laughs> Because I am a dunce. You're not a dunce. <laughs> Nothing. I didn't see the ampersand, Matt. I didn't see the ampersand. It's fine, Matt. Nobody's judging you. I am judging myself. Thank you very much. No, what I realized later was that people had fucking their turning 18 countdown oh, clocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really wrong. <laughs> it is. Oh, man. Uh, so I don't think you ever watched The Surreal Life. But I I couldn't help myself. It was just the slow motion car wreck that you could like watch in weekly installments. 
And, uh, you know, my ex-girlfriend, Hope and I would watch that because it really was just a (laughs) a slow motion disaster. And this one season, they had on Jordan Knight and Dave Coulier. And Jordan Knight, who was a creep and who left after like three episodes, was talking to Dave Coulier while they were playing pool. And he was like, so you're on Full House, huh? With those Olsen twins. Those Olsen twins are hot. And you can just see Dave Coulier working out like... How much trouble will I get in if I knock this guy's teeth out? <laughs> he he kept like going a little further, and you can just see Coulier really not happy with it. And he was like, "They were kids, dude. They were kids. I was an adult. No, I never did it. I wouldn't. They are like my kids." Oh, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I am about to pool cue pool cue you in the eyeball, you idiot. <laughs> I think that's the first time Dave Coulier's been on the right <laughs> side of that. But yeah, that was, that was you, very uncomfortable. Because Dave, we said Dave Coulier. Have you heard that bass part from You Ought to Know? How crazy the bassist is in You Ought to Know? Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I was at the gym today and I did not realize how long that song was because it was playing and I went through like two machines and I was like, all right, this last set, this song will be over. Nope. No, it's way too long. Um, but I, I can't say that I know the baseline for that song. Um, Flea did it. Wow, really? That's a word on the street. How do we know it wasn't Les Claypool? Isn't he Canadian? <laughs> Sounds like a fretless bass. He's been known to play a fretless bass. Yeah, I'm just saying because like you, you you hear the yeah. sliding, you don't really hear it at fixed points with a with a fretted bass. You know you. Or with a fretted guitar, period. Like, you you put your fingers where the dot is, right? (laughs) Trying to get to the... There is a part that's like cuckoo bananas. What, like Jacko Pistorius type stuff? Yeah. (laughs) Because nothing about that is very difficult. I could have have played... I mean, is this the actual bass line? I don't think it is. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't sound like the actual bass. That sounds like someone playing the bass line, not the actual bass line. Yeah. Kind of like, like, you know, I jeez, I looked up a couple Dillinger 4 songs to see if like there were live performances or something. And every time it was someone playing the song on their guitar like god damn it. We won't listen to the whole thing. No, it's just it's 4:30. It's so long. It is a long song. Haven't heard any bass so far. Oh. Jeez. Maybe his. (laughs) Yeah, I did not know that that bass line was... I mean, now I can hear it. Now I won't be able to unhear it, but... Yeah. 
<laughs> I love a good bass part. Yeah, yeah, you you do. Well, I mean, you you were a, a, a bassist, serviceable bassist. Yeah, you were a bass player. You can throw me in. I can hit the one and the five. <laughs> one five eight. I can play that all day, oh, my friend. Not not me, man. I you know I played guitar for so long, and God, I don't know if I ever told you this. I don't know if I ever talked about this on on the podcast. So I will now. So you. You were friends with one Scott Rumps. You guys oh, had yeah. uh, Mellow Ship Slinky together. Oh, yeah. And I can remember talking to Scott, and Scott was talking about having like a band or something on the show. I don't remember exactly. That sounds like the overreaching goal of a yeah. one Scott Rumps. Yeah, it does. And he was talking to a few people, and one of the people he was talking to was Jason Gelboth, who actually had a band and who was a way better guitarist than I was. But I And now church leader. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Huh. Well, good for him, I guess. Uh I mean he definitely had the hair for a church leader. Misbehaving. <laughs> I, I, I talked myself up about how great of a guitarist I was. And, you know, like I I could read music and, and play it, but I never played with a band. And a lot of times I would learn the parts of a song without actually playing the song the whole way through. Which is a totally different beast. It is a totally different thing. You and knew the licks. I knew the licks. I did not know necessarily where they went in the song compared to the bass line, the rhythm guitar, the drums. I, you know... I like I could kind of piece it together in my head based on the fact that I had heard Mr. Brownstone five million times. Right. Um, but Rumps and Galba invited me over to his house because he was gonna play with his band and they wanted to like give me a shot, which was on the one hand, very nice of them. Like or very nice of Jason, because he didn't have to do that. He could have just been like, Yeah, we have the same guitar teacher. He's not as good as me. Um, or, you know, it could have been like a setup. Maybe it was both. I don't know. Had you ever been to Jason Galba's house? No. I've it never. was huge. It was a giant house. I did not know it was as big as it was because he lived literally down the street from where I grew up. I used to see his house. I did not know it was his giant house. But so I got there and like I took my, you know, my Les Paul out of the case and, you know, tuning it and ding, ding, ding. Um, you know, using harmonics like a fancy guy to tune my guitar. And every song, like they were like, well, so what song do you want to play? And, and I was like, do you know this song? No. This song? No. This song? No. This song? No. Uh, I guess we can kind of wing it. And Jason was like, yeah, like it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, let's just, <laughs> it was basically like the scene in Back to the Future where it was like, you know, PG, just, keep it loose. Yeah, and like watch me for changes. I tried to play Mr. Brownstone, but in the beginning it has like Bo Diddley scratching and then it goes into the song, but there's several different tempo shifts in the song. And if you don't know they're coming and you have never heard the song, you just look at the guitarist like, what you doing, dude? <laughs> And like nodding at the person like it's coming when they don't know what like what the actual thing is. Nope. 
Nope. And I think the drummer was Matt McAllister, if I'm not mistaken. Very who good was, drummer. Who was a very good drummer. Uh, and I used to give him so much shit because my guitar teacher, Bob, um, used to make drummer jokes all the time. Uh, and he like he would tell me all these jokes, and one of them was, "What do you call the guy who hangs out with musicians? The a drummer." drummer. <laughs> yeah. And I used to do that to Matt all the time because I had a class with him, and he was like, "Wasn't funny yesterday, not funny today." <laughs> Just so I'm, which is the Bodley scratching right there, yeah. Which is just you sliding up and down the fret, yeah. Or up and down the string, your neck, whatever. Yeah, so you can you can hear that it it changes, and so I was having to play both. Well, and you can hear that it changed again. Uh, I was playing both the Izzy Stradlin and Slash parts because. If I were only to play Slash, you would hear doodle 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 So yeah, it, it didn't go well. Uh, and then it was like, uh, uh, were you and I? I know Dougie was there. Did you come to that lock-in with us? Where was the lock-in? Was that a church on um, Utica Road? I want to say. I do not recall ever going to a lock-in. Uh, with you and Doug, I remember going to the lock-in Eisenhower. That was totally different. Totally different, yeah. No, okay, so Jason Galba's band was playing. Scott Rumps was being their sound guy. Oh, no. He didn't know anything about being a sound guy. And Dougie, for some reason, came with me. What? I don't know. And it was a lock-in, and it was, like, awful. Just the worst mm-hmm. and it was like 10 something and scott and galba after this night pretty much never talked again oh wow well i mean scott didn't know anything about being a sound guy no so jason was like trying to get him to do stuff and scott was like i don't i don't know how to do that. well he's, <laughs> it was so funny because scott kept like they put the board in the wrong place oh no so he's next to the band so you can't hear anything mm-hmm. so he's walking back and forth to hear what's happening and then going back oh, to the God. the board so it just sounded terrible terrible and uh and dougie and i were there and it was just one of those things where you know my brother's uh, love of bullshit Oh, he has such a tolerance for it. Exactly, except the exact opposite. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, he barely he barely suffers himself, let alone yeah. fools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's very content never to see anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, we're going," and I was like, "Can we?" But it's a lock-in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and my brother's like, to the person, "We're gonna go now," and they're like. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, legally, I can't keep you in here. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It was like, yeah, I'm. It's kind of a voluntary thing. Like some mental hospitals, <laughs> you can check yourself in and out. Yeah. It was. Uh, I just remember seeing Galba's band, and it was not great. Well, right. And I mean, that's that's nothing against, against his band. It's just when the sound guy. And this is nothing against Scott either. You know, when you don't 
know what you're doing, it can throw everybody off. Absolutely. And then no one's happy. And like you said, people just don't talk after that. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, well, I'll stonily never talk to you yeah, again. Yeah, I, I will I will, you know, squint my eyes at you in the hall. <laughs> and then well, we'll finish the Scott story. Um I was when I was in Tennessee last year, when I landed in Nashville, I texted out like should I do Princess Hot Chicken or Hattie B's? And Scott mm, actually lives in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, man, how long are you in town for? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, I'm just here for this uh, rockin' pod. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man, that's a shame. And, I, you know, I told him that I had a daughter. And he was mm-hmm. like, my kid is 16. Oh, my God. That's <sighs> right. He had the um, the like, daughter with Jen Chap, right? Or, I, or or was it not? I don't know. We'll I don't part. know. I I kind of lost touch with him for such mm-hmm. a long time. But uh, it was wild because, you know, we were friends when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. And then we did Metal Ship Slinky together and yep. that kind of fell apart. And then him and Aaron, you know, they started to do drugs. And I never, ever had a problem with Jason Goyke, which was Scott's true best friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but it was just... Yeah, we, we we went and saw Jesus Christ Superstar and... God, wasn't it like Green Day with with Jason Goyke? He might have been there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think he was there. Yeah, um, I remember that Green Day show where they set the drum kit on fire inside of Phoenix Plaza, and I was like, <laughs> "That's like really dumb." <laughs> we we are on the top of a parking garage. <laughs> exactly, that's where my head was. But, um, yeah, Scott and I fell out. And then in 2006, when MySpace was a thing, yeah, 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 yeah. he reached out to me when I was in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And he basically was like, hey, man, I <laughs> uh, just wanted to reach out. I'm trying to reach out to some people from high school and mm-hmm. that I knew and just uh, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, um, he, uh, he reached out to me. Um, and it was really cool because it was just like, hey, dude, you know, I just wanted to say, like, I, I, I think... You know, I always thought that you were like a nice guy and you were really funny and like your stuff, like the stuff that you put up on Facebook or not Facebook, uh, MySpace is hilarious. And it was like, thanks, dude. How That's are you? Nice. Yeah. Like I, I never had a I've never had a problem with Scott. He was always a nice guy. Yeah. He, he, I think it was just some things made him not a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I never, I never saw that part of it. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, sometimes... Uh, we were in high school. Sometimes people are just a little too much to everybody. I know, my God, I was a lot. To, I don't know. I seriously, Matt, do not know how you stayed friends with me. Well, that was staying friends with you has always been easy for me because mm-hmm. it's always been like, I like you, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think that that's ever changed. And I've always been like, I'm a lot. <laughs> you know? See, I've never, I've never seen that either. I, I have always found it very easy to deal with you, though I think that there were a couple times where we were not um, necessarily communicating very effectively. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> and that is a bad idea. So I, geez, over the past couple of years, I've, I've tried to really communicate a lot better with people because keeping everything in and bottling it up and... It's just bad. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. It's not good. 
Yeah, um, don't don't feed a quiet rage engine inside yeah. of you. So <laughs> that only destroys you. Yeah. Being honest with people about who you are and being honest with people about how you feel is the only real way that you'll ever find the right people. Yeah. So I was honest with you from the start and I think that that was a success. Yeah. <laughs> a success story. And I was always honest with uh Jay and Eric and Garrett and Phil. You know, I, I don't see a point if you are going to be around me very often of me bullshitting you. Right. You know, if I'm going to have to see you all the time and you're doing something that's annoying me, I'm probably going to be like, hey, dude, stop it. And so I, I think that that's also one of the reasons why I did not. Get, I think that's also one of the reasons why I did not get along with Sam because I did not hide my disdain for her. Right. Because she was super irritating and a dummy. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's fine now. But at the time, I just it was oil and water. It was no. Well, I Sam is long time ago friend of a friend a friend of a friend that that i never necessarily had a problem with but i also never went out of my way to hang out with her yeah i I think like for to turn the tables on myself i think the thing that i when i say that i'm too much what i'm really talking about is i have a major fault which i have been working on over the years of just thinking the way that i do things is right Mm -hmm. um and you know like and when you align yourself with people who don't go against that, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. When you get kicked in the teeth or like things get, you know, when you look in the mirror and you start looking at the truth things. So like when I think about high school, you know, and how I'm not confident I was mm-hmm. and how I was hiding things that had happened to me and things in my past and mm-hmm. uh, the relationship with my dad that was going to go south in about 10 years. <laughs> I was ill-equipped to emotionally handle things like, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, a relationship from a mutual friend that was interested in me that I was woefully unable to reciprocate that Mm -hmm. emotion and be emotionally honest enough to say, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And that is one of the hardest things to do is when someone is super. And I mean, I know that it should be really easy. But when someone is super interested in you and you're not to just say, look, I'm really, you know, I'm really flattered, but I'm not interested the same way. I think that a lot of a lot of problems in the world would have been solved, would have would have been cut off before they happened. If people were just like, hey, hey, look, dude or lady, I'm I'm just not interested. And you know, good luck. I know there's someone for you. I'm just not that person. Yeah. And I, I really struggled with that, with kind of just being honest. Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I, I did too with that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I haven't done that in the past couple of years, but yeah. you know, you never really know. Well, when I look at, I look back <laughs> on relationships that, um, I had, wow, I didn't know I was going to get this heavy. Um, Here we are. I was putting myself in a position where I could walk away, Mm -hmm. where I didn't have to make myself emotionally vulnerable, where I didn't have to be the one getting hurt. Mm -hmm. 
and it ended up hurting the other people and hurting me in a way that I could not know that it would hurt me. And it kind of kept putting me behind because it's kind of like a snake eating its tail. Whereas like you complain about something like, isn't any person I'm attracted to attracted to me? And then people are attracted to you and you're like, but not them. Yeah. yeah, And that's like, it's my dad for all of his faults would always be like, you won't taste anything. You won't find out anything if it was going to work for you. And I would be like, you don't know what you're talking about. He was, in in his way, right. Mm-hmm. Now, there was also that part of like, but mentally, I already know that this isn't going to work. So it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. But I think he, what he didn't have the words for is, you're not putting yourself in his position to even have something good happen to you. Yeah. And that is that was the truth of, of, uh, of most of my pre my parents divorce relationships mm-hmm. and then there was uh, then there was Catherine. <laughs> yeah it's really hard after you have been hurt a bunch of times to actually put yourself out there and and say i'm i'm willing to let myself be hurt again you know because yep. it's it, it goes contrary to all common sense right like how many times do you have to touch a hot stove before you think like i'm not going to touch that hot stove again but but i've people aren't been, hot stoves but you know? i personally have been <laughs> afraid of the idea of getting hurt mm-hmm. more than the actual get- now have i been hurt sure just like anybody but like the idea of rejection or the idea of like being vulnerable has often paralyzed me to non-action yeah. faster than going out there learning from a mistake. Mm-hmm. And if I can impart wisdom on my children, because I hope hopefully we will have children, but if it's just Rosemary, I'm also fine with that. I love you Rosemary. can impart all the wisdom on on her. On her. Is that As long as it's not a woefully negative situation, mm-hmm. if a if a relationship doesn't work out and you learn from it and it makes you better, then that's what that relationship was for. Yeah. And I couldn't understand that at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, you see shoot, you see movies or you read books or or stories or whatever where it's like everything that you have had before this has led you to this point, right? So right. You know, look at the Matrix or whatever, you know. But I know, I know. Yeah, but, you know, it's... In those instances, though, you know, there is that nugget of truth to it where all the things that went well for you or didn't go well for you and who shaped you into the person you are lead you down the path you're going. Right. And, you know, the the path that I... The path that I would have gone down had I not become friends with you would have probably been prison. <laughs> so I'm very glad that we became friends because Me too, buddy. Yeah, I you know, I would not do well in prison. <laughs> well, I um, I think I would have been I would have drifted in and out of things. Like in a lot of ways you have been an anchor to me because I have a tendency to disappear. Like I mm-hmm. 
I am trying. Well, obviously, I'm a family man now, and, and I, I am attached to my family, and I want to be part of my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when we didn't talk for that long period of time, it was because I was doing something else. And then you I were left. doing a lot of improv, doing a lot of improv. <laughs> but I also straight up left you behind, and it was like I'm doing something else. See you later. <laughs> you were like, "Oh, cool. Thanks for." 10 fucking years of friendship. <laughs> I guess I'll see you later and we'll talk about this. <laughs> but like, uh, because you've always been more solid than I have been in that, in that regard of be, of being available and being, I try, I don't mean, you know, I try to do that. I mean, that's why if I was friends with you once, Unless you turned out to be a real jerk. I'm probably still going to be friends with you. Yeah. You know, I might not call you every day, but, I, you know, if I see you, it'll be like, hey, dude, how's it going? You know, yeah. like, I, I have friends. Well, I mean, that we, I don't talk, we don't talk every day anymore, but we still text we still, more well, often yeah. than not. We, than we not. still text, and I still see you at least once a week. Right. I understand that you have a family and a full-time job and then a part-time job on top of the family and the full-time job because you're doing all these podcasts. Yeah. So, you know, you you do all these all these other things. I don't expect you to be at my beck and call like you're my butler or something. And, you know, I don't expect that from... Because you would be disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. Because I'm um, woefully allergic to cats. <laughs> Oh, buddy, you don't even know. Um, well, I do know how allergic to cats. No, I no, I'm just saying that if you walked into my house, it would you would just would just turn into a wheeze. <laughs> well, no, you would turn into the uh, the guy at the end of Big Trouble in Little China, <laughs> blowfish. <laughs> yeah, who all the yeah, like you can see the, like the air blowing out of your nose and stuff. It'd be bad for you. Um, I don't, I don't want that. So I, I have tried to be a good friend to people that have been good friends to me. Um, you know, I know that I'm not always successful in that. Um, you know, I'm a human and sometimes I am a jerk, but I have tried to to stay there, right? And so when I see somebody that I've been friends with for a long time that I haven't necessarily talked to, um, you know, like when I went to Chet's wedding and Garrett called me out of nowhere because I didn't know he was there. He called me. He's like, hey, Rose, I'm downstairs. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll Let's be right go. down. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't I didn't need a second invitation. It was like, all right, like I just had surgery, so I'm not going to be able to sit down. I'll have to stand the whole time. But like, yeah, I'll be right down. <laughs> it is amazing how some friendships pick up so easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when we got back together, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. it was like no time. So we just passed. we just started hanging out again. I mean, exactly. You, I think you apologized to me yeah, or something, think, yeah. and then you know, not that long after that, it was like a hey, want to do a podcast? Exactly. <laughs> and and to like to me, it was like no one wants to hear this shit. <laughs> Matt, 30 people do. <laughs> 30 people 30 do. 30 people across the world. And we so. love them for it. Yes, we love them. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back yeah. with more transmissions from the dark side again. Not, we'll be back with more matters after this. There we go.
back to Matters. You've reached the part of the show where we talk about what we're into this week. Uh, Maddie, I'll go first because I got one locked and loaded. Go, go, go. I am excited about the Breaking Bad movie on Netflix, El Camino. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, man. It is an interesting choice. It's kind of, I think they're pretty much at 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, they they, they probably are pretty close to 10 years. Um, Well, I know the show started in like 2005 so because that was the writer's strike, right? So somewhere around there. Was it 2005? They hit the writer's strike. So oh, wow. the the show is definitely coming up on 10 years. And one of the things I liked about Breaking Bad is that I hated the characters and I still watched, mm-hmm. which is usually a no, no for me. If I don't like the characters, I in general don't like the show. You know, I can remember movies I've seen where I'm like, I don't like anybody. Yeah. But uh, there's something so compelling compelling and likable about jesse and walt's relationship in that show yeah it's a it's a really weird relationship and by the time that you get to the end you're like (laughs) but we gotta finish it but i'm interested to see where they take aaron paul's character because he's kind of the only loose thread in the finale of the show even though they kind of leave it like he escapes and everything's fine Mm-hmm. It's you know, not fine. Well, you know, <laughs> it's Breaking Bad, so. But he's going to have to uh, escape, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to see what they do and how they do it. And yeah. So you don't watch Better Call Saul, do you? I don't. I haven't. But I feel like now that four seasons are on Netflix, mm-hmm. it sh- it'll be pretty easy for me to catch up. I did finish Stranger Things season three finally. Oh, how'd you like it? I really liked it. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. I honestly thought it was better than season two. Really? I thought that they really raised the bar and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, well, let me not say better than season two, but that might be a rash judgment. I think season one is still the best. Yeah. I think. How could it not be, though? I think season two and season three both have shining moments, great moments in them. Yep. Two is more cohesive from a cast standpoint. It's not mm-hmm. as fragmented. Yeah, three, three. There were parts where I, I liked everybody, but if you didn't like the uh, the scoops ahoy storyline, you were like <laughs> fucked because <laughs> it was so much. I did kind of like the scoops ahoy storyline. <laughs> Me too, and I liked the you know, and I liked the Billy storyline, and I liked what they were doing, but there was a lot of fragmentation in this season. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like if I know there's going to be a season four. Yeah, they just re-upped. And uh, I I think the Duffer brothers basically said like characters are going to. Five. Well, they also said five is it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, at least I recall reading them saying we've got five in us. I remember them also saying that like characters would weave in in and out of the story. Like Hmm. eventually... Who you thought was the lead won't be the lead anymore. Oh. Uh, people are going to grow up and move away. Well, and I mean, people are growing spo- up. Spoiler, spoiler alert. If you did not finish the end of season three, don't listen. God, four, four people do move away. Yeah. At the end of season three. So. so it'll be interesting to see where it goes in season four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to tell you right now, Hop is alive. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> There's no way he's not alive. Right. I was like, eh, you want me to believe that? 
Yeah, no, not a, not a chance in hell. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I, but going back to Breaking Bad, I'm excited for El Camino. I've just been watching Breaking Bad clips pretty much nonstop, mm-hmm. reminding myself of like what a maniac Walt White is, aka yeah. Heisenberg. Yeah, uh, science bitch. I I can't help myself. I like Mike, dude. Mike's the best. Mike's the best. And well, he he's has, in he's in uh Better Call Saul too. He, so. he has probably the best monologue in the whole show mm-hmm. with half measures. Yeah. Yeah. He's he for all the bad things he does, he's still kind of a sympathetic character, and you learn a lot more about him uh-huh. uh in Better Call Saul. Uh which should be back on pretty soon. I'm interested. I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. I uh not gonna lie. I'm in a creep show, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> fucking great. See, uh, episode one, um, I liked. It's two stories, two vignettes per episode. Yep. So they're they're the episodes are about an hour long, um, give or take, and they're made up of two vignettes that are typically about half an hour apiece. Luckily, since there's no commercials, you don't have to worry about interruption. Though it also is kind of harder to separate separate out act breaks. Or, um, you know, like where the end of the first act and the, you know, end of the end of the second act are. But, you know, that's that's primarily a selfish thing for you, me and Jen to be able to break things up and, and you know, say, all right. And that's an act break. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the first episode, Grey Matter, was based on the Stephen King short story out of Night Shift. And it was it was great. Uh, also had Gus Fring from uh, from Breaking Bad. But the, the second story, the, oh, second, the second story, the house of the head was fantastic. I that took me on the ride, man. I was yeah, all like, like like you said, you were watching it and you got goosebumps during during the episode because it's so unassuming. And it's like. Can you even aside from, you know, kind of the later reveal in the in the end of the third <laughs> act, can it even I mean, I guess it can be considered horror, but it's really more suspense. I mean, yeah, yeah. it is horror in that it's, it's a haunted horror. Yeah, it's a it's a haunted house, so to speak. But yeah, you know, it. I I was I was kind of half watching it because I was like trying to do a couple other things. But did it, you see the uh, crate again in the <coughs> attic of the dollhouse? Yeah. So did yeah, you. I did. Um, and and old Chief Woodenhead. Yeah. As the uh, as the shaman. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'll have to. I'll have to watch that episode uh, or that vignette again. Um, so good, yeah. Because we're doing that next week for uh, for transmissions. Uh, I'm I'm just happy that it is October, my favorite month. You know, there's going to be tons of stuff for me to watch. You know, whether it's AMC's Fear Fest or whether it is you know it's the great pumpkin charlie brown or whatever by the way there's a car that uh that takes the same route that i do home that probably lives around me and they drive an orange god i, I i'm not good with car types but it's some kind of orange crossover and the license plate says great pumpkin <laughs> nice but yeah you know it's it's my favorite time of year i love it i can't wait for all the stuff coming onto Shutter this month. Uh, so I'm, much. Yeah, Shutter is a great service. If you don't get it, I think it's three ninety nine a month. If you have Amazon Prime, you can get it as a channel. I think for for four ninety nine. Oh, four ninety nine. Yep. Okay, never mind. Not bad. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, regardless of which one you get, 
it's not expensive, and the horror movies they have on there are legit. You know, and they have guest curators who come on. Like they had, uh, what is his name, Kamel Nanjiani. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They had him on because he loves horror movies, and so he curated a list. And oh, they've awesome. had they had the the woman who did Baba Duke, and yeah, I mean, they, a lot of a lot of a lot of good people came. Baba Duke, Baba Duke. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that, and I'm also looking forward to uh, what is it? His name is Dolomite. <sighs> That's this month too. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go see Joker or not. Um, just because it looks like a really stressful movie, and I, I'm already stressed out enough. I, I don't I know. Get you. I don't know if I. Need I get that. you. I'll catch it when I catch it. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be good. Great. Yeah, and I, you know, I look forward to seeing it. I just don't know if I'm gonna see it. Weekend it opens. Exactly. <laughs> just not right now. You can get in contact with us at MattersPod on Twitter. I am at Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Crotty Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We care about you for caring about us. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Matters. Matters. <laughs> Never going to stop. Never going to stop. His name is Matt. Name is Matt, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a solid try. try.